J.D. Davison balls out. Best performance of the summer for him. What does that mean? What does that mean about the coaching staff? Plus, a little detour about some NBA news. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you so much for making this show part of your daily routine. I am here for you Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast available wherever you get your podcast, whatever device, whatever app. Lockdown Celtics is on there. So if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe, please. You can also watch the show on YouTube. You can subscribe there. You can uh, get a glimpse of us as we talk. And uh, yeah, it's a fun a fun thing to do on YouTube too. Uh, place the comment if you are a commenter. It's a great way to kind of interact with other people. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And I was one of the media voters for the Celtics 75th anniversary team. Today, Friday, we're talking about uh, I guess what we can classify as the last regular season summer league game. Celtics beating the uh, snot out of the Memphis Grizzlies behind a monster game from J.D. Davison, who looked really, really good. A couple other guys look good. We'll talk about this game throughout the show. And when I say we in the plural, it's because I got my guy, Tom Westerholm, in the house. Uh, Friday, Tom, you feeling these Friday vibes? Then feel it, man. It is it is technically Friday, and I am vibing. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off then. Celtics, Celtics. You know, win. I don't care about the win, but uh, JD Davison is what I care about. Well, Ooh. hold on. I mean, we should talk about the fact that the Celtics won, but they were mathematically eliminated from being in the summer league championship. So, yet That's another sad. year with no ring. Uh, blow it, blow it up, Danny. I, 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 I <laughs> um, yeah, they're not going to get one of those, those fresh championship rings, the summer league rings. I don't, first of all, let's, let's just start with that. What do you, where do you stand on the ring thing? Because I get it. And I, I think for some people, it's going to be like a few people are going to be like, yeah, wow, this is going to be special. But those are the people who are like, this is the pinnacle of their career. I don't know that anyone else is going to care like what percentage of the players do you think are going to be like oh, ooh championship ring all right all right but counterpoint if you put together a 5 on 5 like league right and it ran for like a week and a half at the end of that league the champion gets like a t-shirt that they get to wear around that says like you know oh yeah uh, like like South Hadley men's league champion or whatever like you get to wear that shirt around and you get to feel real cool with your South Hadley men's league t-shirt this is the NBA. This is summer league. They make millions and millions of dollars of this off this thing. Yeah, like you win that championship, it's still gonna feel cool. Like it's it, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, men's I mean, league championship. So you know what? If you just level up the amount of money that goes into like a men's league championship to like a summer league championship, <laughs> I think a ring is complete. Oh, 
<laughs> you cut that? Knocked <laughs> a cup off my counter. No, but I'm not cutting that. What did you just do? I, I I knocked a glass off, but it's still intact. So pretty good. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. But no, anyway. We're not cutting that. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> not that good, but anyway, I think I think that a very expensive ring is uh, deeply appropriate for it. No, uh, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, I I still have a uh, sweatshirt, a hoodie from a men's league championship that I won at this point, probably at least six years ago. Yeah. So, do I need to have a six-year-old hoodie from a men's league in New York City? No. But I'll still wear it and be like, yeah, I remember this. This was cool. This was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that um, – I don't know. There, there, if if a guy in Summer League won the championship and then uh, flamed out and couldn't get – and, and he's working like selling insurance, then you take that Summer League ring and you put it on your desk and people come by and go – Oh wow! Hey, what is that? Like, oh yeah, oh you didn't know? Yeah, I get a little, a little cup of coffee with the Celtics or whatever. Like, yeah, we won this uh, summer league championship. That makes you feel like pretty good. Yes, and also if you are an actual player who's going to make it, right? Like, like maybe you're you're JD Davison. Like, 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 let's say the Celtics hadn't won it, right? And, and they won a ring. You're JD Davison. You might go back and look in your, you know, it's not going to be like on your desk. It's not going to be like in your trophy room. Sure. You you're poking through your junk drawer. You find like, man, remember that time in Vegas? Like we rattled off like four wins. That summer league team was nice. Like it's just like a fun little memory. And sure. like, uh, you know, I think both ways are fine. So I'm I'm pro pro summer league ring. Uh, okay. It doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, like because it's it's summer league. But it, it, I think it's uh, I think it's fun for all parties involved. Sure. I mean, like, I, I really, honestly, I, I don't have a strong opinion on the summer league ring. I've come around on having a strong I, opinion. I, I have I, a strong I, opinion. I'm yeah. pro ring. I, you, you're, you're swaying me. You're swaying me to pro ring. I, honestly, I don't care. Like, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, you want to give him a ring? Give him a ring. Give him a tro- Give him a car. Give him something. That's fine. Um, I feel like it's a little ridiculous, but like, whatever. It really, honestly, it doesn't even matter. Give him a ring. Whatever. Um, I did like the uh, was it Himmelsbach got the quote from somebody that said uh, if we win the if we win the championship and get these rings we're throwing them into the Bellagio fountain. <laughs> All right, um, but whatever. The Celtics are not the Celtics are not going to win the ring, so it is a moot point from the Boston perspective. But they did uh, get a hell of a performance from JD Davison who. Yes. Uh, dropped 28 points, uh, 10 assists. He's been dropping dimes for yes. you know throughout the throughout summer league. Uh, 28 and 10 for him. Uh, another great performance. Davison is uh, is second in assists at, at Las Vegas to Josh Giddy. Um, Josh Giddy is averaging eight per game. Uh, Davison is averaging 7.8. And uh, I would contend that Giddy has a more reliable assist target in uh, Chad Holmgren. So sure, yeah. I mean, look. I think, I think when we look at what Davison has done, I think it's been the the thing I'm most impressed with, and the thing that I highlighted on Boston Sports Journal was the progress. The it's again, it's all about signs. It's not necessarily like, hey, 28 and 10, that's great. A few of them are alley oops. It's great that he's throwing the alley oops. Why are the alley oops available? Because the other defense sucks. 
and they, you know, they're the, the other offense is turning the ball over a ton because there are a ton of turnovers in summer league. Uh, the transition defense is terrible because that's just kind of how it goes in summer league. So if you have a couple of athletic guys running down the wing, they're going to be alley-oops available. So he's got a few, a few assists that way. I'm not trying to downplay it. It's great that he sees it. It's better than not seeing it. But at the same time, like the numbers, the numbers don't always tell the whole story. What I do like is that he has improved over the course of the week and the finishes that he wasn't finishing at the beginning of the week. He's starting to finish now. He's the body control is a little bit better because at the beginning of the week, he's flying down the court and just going full speed and not varying his speeds at all. Or he's just going to the rim and, and, and having a tough time finishing because he's a little out of control in this game at the rim. He seemed a little bit more in control. He was he was stopping himself a little bit and finishing as the defender was flying by. So the adjustments, so that's the coaching. He's looking at the film. He's accepting the coaching. He's doing little things to make himself better. That, to me, is the most impressive thing because it gives me the sign that, hey, that st the stuff that we talked about, Tom, which way does a second round guy go when he was projected to be potential lottery and now he's dropped into the second round? Does he just go, James Young, hey, I thought I was going to be a lottery pick? Or does he say, oh, crap, I messed around one year and I, I went from lottery to the second round. I, I can't mess around anymore. At least the accepting of the coaching opens up the door to say, oh, maybe, maybe he does see where he is and he understands what he needs to do. Yeah, I think definitely, man. He, and he, he was talking after the game about uh, working out with his agent, Mike Miller. Um, you know, three-point shooting is obviously going to be really important to him. Um, and I think it's going to be really important because the other thing about the NBA game is, is something that he noted in his in his opening press conference, which is that the uh, you know th that he feels like having a more open court is going to be way more beneficial for him. A guy who is super athletic, a guy who can get into the paint, a guy who can do you know, who can kind of create all of those layups for himself that he was missing earlier in the week that he started making in this game, you know, that a lot of that stuff comes from a wide open court, as opposed to a college court that's kind of, you know, mushed together and there's all kinds mm -hmm. of zones and all kinds of weird stuff. So, um, you know, he's, I, I think it's schematic and I think, it, you know, it, part of it is, is a hundred percent what you were just saying, where he, he, he is kind of taking these little, little bits and pieces and, and working on them and improving them. And I think it might just kind of be a better fit for him too, to, to be able to kind of explode into that space or, you know, get out and transition and just kind of, you know, read and react. Cause he does seem to have a kind of decent feel like he's, you know, like, yeah, he's throwing these lobs that are, you know, only going to be caught, you know, in summer league. That's, that's partly true. Cause like the defense is bad, but also the Celtics have Rob Williams. So like, you can yeah. kind of throw some of these lobs, like sure. I know it's, you know Cabin Gelly is is abusing uh, you know summer league bigs, but uh, Rob does that to the to the big league bigs. So um, yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be encouraged about with him. Honestly, he's he's scoring, he's he's getting to the rim, he's he's he, I, and I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised by how good his pick and roll reads have been. Honestly, he's he's had some turnovers, but I, I think he's been just uh, like. Not, you know, a superstar, but better than I expected because I was expecting like a very raw guard. He's a little bit better than that. So that's I think that's a really encouraging sign. Yeah, I, I think that's all that's all correct. Um, and yeah, I don't want I don't want to overly downplay 
I am very much downplaying a ton of summer league results just in general yeah. because I see people going, you know, a little, a little over the top. So, you know, I'm. You don't I, think I, that J.D. Davison I, is uh, Derek Rose? You, you think that he right, might be right. something slightly below prime Derek Rose? Right, 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 right. Exactly. Okay. So I. Um, Aiton John Corrales. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, but look, there's. I think there's a lot to like. We'll continue yeah. the conversation on Davison and maybe uh, get into some of the other guys that were pretty good here for um, Boston. First, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs, all of your information. Head on over to BetOnline.net, the latest developments and all of the things that you can bet on. Obviously, Major League Baseball, we're heading into the All-Star Game. You can bet on the Home Run Derby. You can bet on some of the uh, some of the in-game prop stuff for the All-Star Game. You can bet on Summer League. You can get in there and... and uh, Bet on that championship game, that all-important Summer League championship game, if you'd like. Uh, obviously, there's fights all the time. Boxing, MMA, that's all there. Tennis tournaments all over the place. Golf tournaments all over the place. So head on over to betonline.net, your best spot for all your scores, podcasts even, news. It's all there. Head to the website. You can use your mobile device if you'd like. You can learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Locked On NBA your second listen? Lots to cover. The DeAndre Ayton stuff has been kind of weird. There's so many thoughts on that DeAndre Ayton situation with Phoenix. But he's going to stay in Phoenix. They're going to be talking about it on Locked On NBA. I host with Jake Madison on Wednesdays. It's a rotating host, but a lot of fun opinions. Check out Locked On NBA. Wherever you got Locked On Celtics, you can find Locked On NBA. Make that your second listen. Let's get back to Tom Westerholm. You know that that Aiton stuff. Let's just take a little detour. Uh, what a little game they played. They they saved they saved themselves some money because they didn't have to go full max. You know their max. They you know obviously Aiton's going to be okay, but you don't usually see teams play that game with young stars like that. Like, can you imagine the Celtics playing that game with? I don't know, Jalen Brown or, or, or something like that's, that. That's a, that was a restricted free agency is a whole thing. Phoenix, Phoenix, what they just did was what every fan says you should do. They did, they did the fan playbook, but I think it's because they were cheap. I think they're cheap. And I think it does say something about Deandre Ayton, right? Like that. He's just like, He's not, you know, he's not Jalen Brown. I think that's what we know now, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, they, I mean, well, and I mean, the Celtics didn't, you know, didn't give Jalen a max either, but I think, you know, now they probably would, if, if yeah, I, I would assume, given the opportunity. But like, they do. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it, like, because because if you look at what the Suns did with, with Devin Booker, they didn't mess around, right? They're like, yeah. just like, nope, here's your money, dude. You know, yeah. he's like, please have all this money. And I think, I think it probably does like, look, I, I think, you know, restricted. We've talked about restricted free agency, and um, you know how two guys who believe deeply in uh, labor power feel about restricted free agency. But like, I, I think it also just kind of says something about how good they think DeAndre Ayton is. He's not a guy that you go out and you know. And and honestly, I'm I'm sure they gave. <laughs> I would hope that the decision makers in Phoenix gave some thought to the fact that they were making. Aiton, that they're probably going to make Aiton pretty mad about this. I don't think he's going to forget about it. We saw, you know, Gordon Hayward. Let I think 
you know, oh, yeah. left Utah. Um, I think there were probably some, some hard feelings there uh, based on his restricted free agency situation. Uh, we know that happens. I'm sure Phoenix knows that. So I think they probably took that into consideration and just kind of, we're kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe four years of DeAndre Ayton is enough. <laughs> like maybe it's going to be, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're good after that. Maybe, maybe it's so, it's so interesting. And I'm not going to turn this into an NBA show, but just the <laughs> fact that this just happened. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a fascinating discussion. The Aiden discussion is so fascinating because on the one hand, I want to be like, you cheap so-and-sos. But on the other hand, I'd be like, that is also a lot of money for a center. <laughs> it's a, and it's like, a lot. And, and not the like a good center, a very good center, but just not the best center in the league and not somebody yeah. who you can kind of – there's just not – there's not an easy path for him to get there either, I don't feel like. But here's the thing. The, the Celtics are going to be impacted by this because the whole league is going to be impacted by this because the in December – they, both sides can opt out of the CBA and you probably will. And you got to come up with a new deal. And this whole concept of you got to max out your good players because you're kind of forced into it. Mm-hmm. That What happens at the end of Robert Williams extension, you know, like, or whomever else. Hey, let's let's fold JD Davison into this mix. Let's just, let's pretend that Young he Derek does Rose. become the second round steal. He does become the oh my god, how did this guy drop? Let's pretend that he goes into restricted free agency after having a you know a surprising year. And you say, wow, okay, we well we've maxed out Jalen and Jason and maybe Rob at this point. And like here comes JD Davison. You say, well we we don't want to pay. Maybe, maybe he's not at that level. Maybe he is that second tier, but he's like, you got to max me out. He's the, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you know, like he's like that, the, that next tier, but like a team kind of is forced into maxing these guys out. The Celtics should be taxpaying team. Like what if, what if, let me, let me reframe this example. What if JD Davison becomes just a really good role player? who deserves at that point, whatever really good, good role player money is. But because the Celtics keep having to max out their really good players, they're like, yeah, we got to let this guy walk or we got to trade him," And because the tax bill is getting too big. That's where the Deandre Ayton situation comes in that I think, I think this discussion can fuel a two, three, four hour discussion about restricted free agency, the future of the CBA. It's, it's going to have, far-reaching impact yeah no for sure and i mean like and and like and like you said i think one of the things the players would probably say is just like okay then jd's going somewhere else where he can get his money right like that's just like right the nature of that half of that side of the organization or of that side of the uh negotiations it'll be it will be interesting to see very interesting to see i mean lost in all of this is well, well there are fans out there right now who want to buy a jd davis in jersey I don't even know what number he's actually going to wear for the Celtics. Has that even been determined? Um, I don't, I don't even know so. what number he's wearing right now for the. He's summer. wearing tw- he's wearing twenty right now. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but anyway, I, I just think that the fan the fan has to be taken into account. So often, labor issues are just 
owners versus players. And I understand that, but, and I've been in negotiations for collective bargaining agreements. I've never had to consider, well, what do the fans want? And I don't think that gets considered. I think it's all about like splitting the money and trying to figure the business side out. But there has to be some consideration for, hey, I'd like to be invested in a guy and feel like he's going to be around for a while. And you don't want to limit their ability to, hey, I, I, my time in Boston is done or my time in this city is done. I'm just not ready. I just don't want to play here. I don't want to work for this company anymore. So there's no reason why I should have to like that concept. You don't want to take that away from anybody, but I don't know. That's it's yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like you want to give the, uh, like the team, the, the tools to make its place a place where fans want to go see the game and players want to stay. It's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of an odd, triangle there you know yeah yep i mean yeah this this was this was all a diversion that ended up becoming an entire segment in the middle of a summer league podcast but hey we're uh i i think i actually i do think we should we should get together i'd like i like your perspective we we are very like-minded we should bring a third person in who's who's maybe a little differently minded so we can have like a whole week of let's talk about collective bargaining. I'm sure, I'm sure people listening are like, are you sure you want to do more than five minutes more? You've just done <laughs> eight minutes on it. And it seems like that's, that's it's natural. end. but do I, yeah. Do you want me to like fire off like a quick, like summer league take to like make this segment also like, so that you can kind of, you know, make this segment half labor, half summer league, just for, for, uh... I, mean, I feel like I tried to do that with JD Davison in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That, that does, you work, know, yeah. yep. So, uh, why don't, why don't we take a second? Let's regroup. <laughs> let's collect our thoughts and get back to the summer league talk and finish the podcast like that. Sound good. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do that. We'll take a second. We'll get back to the summer league. My bad. We uh, we took a detour. I was trying to tease the Lockdown NBA show. We got onto Aiton, but I find that stuff so fascinating. You should find it fascinating too because it's gonna impact the Celtics. A new collective bargaining agreement is coming. I know it sounds boring. You don't want to hear about the particulars, but this is super important stuff. Take a second. We'll be right back. So, Tom, Justin Jackson, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... That, that that two for ten is definitely gonna from from three is definitely gonna get you in the league. I just have to I just have to say something other than what I I got to start the the segment off on what I'm supposed to be talking about. So one of my many many diversions doesn't uh, doesn't lead us down the the, the wrong path. Uh, Matt Ryan didn't play. He said on the broadcast that it was uh, still his ankle. We said the other day. Hey, if Matt Ryan is held out, it's a good sign. I'm still leaning that this is a good sign because it's not like he had an air cast on. He was sitting pretty casually on that sideline. Sockless, he did look very comfortable on the bench. Very comfortable, cross-legged, just kind of like watching. Like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. Didn't seem like a guy that was pretty hobbled. Now, my contention is if, if you don't have – if I'm just thinking about myself. 
if I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, my ankle's a little sore, but I don't feel like I have a spot on this roster. There are still a bunch of scouts and agents and executives here. I'm going to tell them that my ankle feels fine. There's no MRI machine in the back. They're going to have to take my word for it. As long as I look decent, no, they're not trying to win a game. So if I feel good, I'm going to play because I do want a camp invite. So if Matt Ryan is sitting there pretty comfortable, Matt Ryan, the basketball player, by the way, uh, <laughs> if he's still sitting there uh, feeling pretty comfortable, just chilling on the sideline, that seems like a guy who's pretty, pretty cool with where he is in, in his basketball life, which leads me to think that he's sticking around. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I think he's uh... – I, I'm curious, you know, it, it's funny the other day when you made that point, I, I agree. I, and, and I still do. I, I do think it's interesting, you know, that, that he is kind of taking himself out of, out of position. Like if, if what is happening is that the Celtics and he are just kind of like, all right, like, let's just sit. He, he is kind of taking himself out of contention for other roster spots. If he and the Celtics have agreed on a two way, right? Like, so like, you know, if there's like another team that's like, Hey, Matt Ryan, you can, you can come here for, um, you know, for whatever um, he is, he is costing himself opportunities to kind of prove himself for that. So that's kind of interesting. So I wonder um, if that, you know, has any, any bearing going forward, but he is, uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, he looked, he looked very comfortable. I mean, I, I think, and I think, you know, like the Celtic, like the Celtics know, they know that like they didn't have a ton of shooting last year and they know that Matt Ryan can shoot and they know that Sam Hauser can shoot and they're going to, you know, I, I would guess that, yep. uh, it makes sense to bring them both, even if one of them's on a two way and you later convert him or something like that. Like, yeah, no problem. Like, I, I think it makes sense to bring both guys back somehow. Yeah. And I know a lot of people fall in love with this summer league. Like people see big performances, you know, um, Calvin Gelly didn't have a, a, a particularly great performance in this game. Statistically, Trevion Williams did a, a little bit better, 11 points, 11 rebounds leading the break on a time. First of all, it's fun to see a big guy lead the break, but neither of these guys, uh, Calvin Gelly or, or Williams, when they've gone and led the break, it, it hasn't looked exactly fluid. So um, I don't know. The only other guy on this roster that I think, huh, he might have a chance is Broderick Thomas. Yeah. Everyone else, I feel like, is either going to be on someone else's, you know, a camp invite for somebody else, or a camp cut stash in Maine kind of guy. I think I think the only guys in the summer league team that are sticking around: Hauser, Davison. Uh, Davison's already on the two way. Hauser's already on his contract. Matt Ryan, I think, is sticking around, and you have. Broderick Thomas with an opportunity. And I don't even know if he's eligible for a two-way. That's a I think I think he would be. But regardless, I I also think uh Begaron has a has a real shot. Like I don't know about like this year, but like he's shown me some stuff this during summer league that I think's been, you know, it's not he, this season. Probably not this season, yeah. I think. I, I, I just don't think you start the clock on him. Yeah. You right. know, like why would you pay the tax on him when you have him as a stash. Yeah. He's showing promise. You could give him a two way and that would mean 
either choosing him over one of these other guys or you just put give Matt Ryan a, a, a roster spot. We're, we're going too far that way with these guys. Now all of a sudden, uh, Begarin has a, a spot and and Thomas and Hauser and and you know Matt Ryan like the all of a sudden you have the end of the bench like fully. Yeah. The Celtics have said we're adding a big man, yeah. and I don't think it's one of these big men in summer league. No matter how good some people might think they they look. These guys are not – I don't think they're ready. They're no. going to find an actual established big man because they've been looking for actual established talent. So you know that they're going to add somebody else. You, we can't have this many guys. So I, I think Yuhan is just he's, – he's super athletic. I think his athleticism has is, is shown a lot and helped him succeed a lot. But I still think he has – a lot of room to grow, and when you have his rights and you have a league, a yeah. pretty good league for him to play in in France, go there. Uh, Adam Himmelsbach had a great story about the – I was just going to mention that. Yep. Yeah, that great kind of like you, you still have the film sessions over Zoom. You can still coach the hell out of this guy. So do it that way. Don't spend your tax money on him now. Spend it when he's ready. And start the contract when he's ready. Um, you're just wasting time, and you're wasting his time. I think, yeah. and it's it's not as we you know coming off the segment with labor issues. I'm not trying to screw the guy out of money. Actually, by waiting, you're you're starting him at a place where he could end up making more money. Right. So, anyway, I think I don't think he's in. I, I really just think that um, the competitions between. Matt Ryan and Broderick Thomas and and however that goes, keep both, keep one. Somehow those are the two guys. That's it. I agree. I mean, I, I meant I said this last time I would highly prioritize Matt Ryan. I think that guy's good. Uh, but generally speaking, yeah, I, I think I mean I, I I'm honestly I, I'm with you. I'm pretty skeptical on both bigs. Like I, I wanted to, you know, I, I like I wanted to believe in Trevion Williams. Um, and he certainly can pass. Like that's Sure. Yeah. Like he throws some nice passes out of the post, but I, like, I, I, you know, I, I think like bringing in a guy like that, unless you're going to try to turn him into Jokic, just like probably isn't that, uh, you know, it, it isn't that useful. And then, and then with, with Kevin Gelly, I, I just, I don't think you bring him in to be your backup start, you know, backup to the starting center. I just don't think that's why you bring that guy in. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I, I do think that the real promise on this team and the real reason that this team has been so good at Summer League is the guards and the wings, and that seems to be where the Celtics are going to uh, kind of pick from, if we were to guess. Let's let's talk about one other guy who I think has been impressive in a debut for the Celtics in Summer League. How about Ben Sullivan? How about here's here's a coach – who has – how many of these guys have played together? None. None. You have a couple of weeks of you – know, a couple of days of practice, a week of practice, and you go to summer league, and the team has gotten better over three games. And not like – I'm not trying to overblow the coaching, but like – you got a bunch of guys who don't play together and you get 
your point guard to show improvement, noticeable improvement over three games. You've got the entire team playing better. And yeah, there's going to be the individual forays here and there. <laughs> I saw one, I forget who it was in the last game. Um, a, it was a two on one. And instead of dishing it off to the guy on the right side, I forget who it was, but he dribbled. He just like, nope, I'm doing an inside out dribble and I'm going to go down the right. He completely like jumped in front of his teammate so he could get the layup on the right side, which was a just a complete abandonment of a two on one break and not how it's supposed to go at all. But anyway, aside from some of those, you were fuming when you saw that, huh? I saw, I, I more laughed at the situation. <laughs> okay. I mean, but like, there's a part of me who's like, oh, come on, dude. But like, it's the <laughs> yeah, it a classic summer league. Nope. I want this bucket. I need yep. this bucket. I need these points on my stat sheet. Yep. Um, but uh, it might have been, it might have been Aubrey Dawkins. But anyway, if it was, I believe he was also the guy who tried the, lead, the most ill advised 360 dunk I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but I, I will say that, like, from a coaching perspective, if you can get a team of guys who never play together to show improvement and you see actual individual improvement like that, there's, there's some level of coaching there. You're like, okay, this is actually a pretty good job by these guys. No, totally. And, you know, if you want to take it one more galaxy brain step higher, how about Brad Stevens bringing in like a group of guys that's kind of interesting to watch? Like, yeah, like not all of them are going to make the team, but you you can see why he wanted to look at, you know, uh, you know, Cabin Gelly, you can see why he wanted to look at Trevion Williams. You can see why he wanted to look at at a lot of these guys. Like even AJ Reeves walks onto the court for the first time, just buries a three, and then the buzzer rings. It's like, yeah. you know, he, you know, hey, like he brought together a, a bunch of dudes who are kind of interesting basketball players. And uh yeah, I don't know. Pretty good coaching, oh. pretty, pretty good GM work. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. People are actually having fun watching this team. Yeah. You know, I know. they yeah. it, it gets to a point where it's like the fun, like we said, I think we said this at the beginning, have fun, enjoy the hell out of summer league. Don't read anything into it. Just that that's, that's where we should be. I yeah. don't want to take away from anybody's fun where I come in and be the wet blanket is like, no, cabin Gelly is not going to be your third center. He's just he's, not. Gonna, he's just not. He's, he's just not. not. I'm sorry. If you put Luke Cornette out there, He'd be scoring forty a game. Like it's it's just <laughs> yeah. It's Luke Cornett would Luke Cornett would dominate the summer league. <laughs> he would dominate good. summer league. Um, so I, I feel like I see some of that reaction out there. People like the loving and enjoying the hell out of summer league takes people the next natural progression of like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I know you said love like love these guys, but like. I actually like this guy. I think he could be good. Like, hey, now I got to come in and be like, hey, easy. I get it, but no, sorry. Um, I don't know. I, think, I, don't, that's, I just don't see anybody else on this team that's going to do anything like that. But they no, are I, interesting I, and fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the two guys who I actually am like, if people are looking for like somebody to like, if they want to do like actual basketball on these guys, as opposed to just like, hey, it's summer league, have fun. I think the two guys who like JD Davison is as athletic as promised. And if 
he polishes up his game to the point he does have the physical tools and 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 some things that he can do that are very promising like that yeah. that could be like genuine like interesting player you you can you there, it's worth like keeping an eye on him right and yeah. I, I i think matt ryan is the same way i think he's got like kind of a uh, i really do i think he's got like a starter pack of of three point shooting and size that is just you can do stuff you, with that you just love matt ryan man i think you, he's good i think you, he's gonna be pretty good you see so much of yourself in matt ryan you just that's exactly the type of player you are it's exactly who you want to be that's kind of come on it's like, it's like I win a lot of pickup games, though. You know what I mean? So, like, get the good version of me. Maybe you win some NBA games. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You are just – I love how enamored you are with Matt Ryan. I do think he's good. I think he's you, a good basketball player. You, I, he's my guy. I don't disagree. I Like, obviously – and th that's the other thing. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this. All of these guys are good basketball players. Right. Like, even, even the ones who are, like, kind of iffy, these are still guys that would walk into any YMCA and be like gods. This is how good these guys are that even the worst looking of these players is just so much better than so much of the world. Um, so yeah, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is one of the best basketball players in the world. And he's like, maybe he can hook on. Matt Ryan is one of the best basketball players in the world and um, probably is going to be the starter on the 2024-25 uh, Boston Celtics. So, <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. We'll leave it there then. That's a good Perfect. place to just, just leave it right there and say thank you to Tom Westerholm. Appreciate you, bro. For sure. And I appreciate every single one of you who have been listening and watching all along. Thank you so much. If you've gotten to this point and you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, watch the show on YouTube. Ring that bell so you know whenever we drop a new show. You can uh, also comment on the show and get into conversations. It's a great place to do that. I would also love it if you shared the podcast. Free daily Monday through Friday podcast. You should be telling everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.